Matt, we use Anchor.fm for the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast. Anchor.fm allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And it's free. Anchor will not only let you record and edit, you can also distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more through Anchor. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, which is handy for the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast. Anchor.fm has everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm to get started. Matt, allow me to begin the next episode of the Bill Podcast podcast in the... Wait. I forgot, didn't I? Yeah. The Bill Podcast podcast. <laughs> Just not for Bill Simmons. <laughs> Anyone named Bill. Well, actually, what I was going to try to do was start it out by f***ing it up. And what I've managed to do is accidentally f*** it up in honor of Bill's inability to not correct his f***-ups. So we should just leave that the way it is. All right. Welcome to the Bill Simmons Podcast Podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Matt. We had three podcasts last week, which, as you pointed out in the past, Matt is truly becoming the norm. We did not expect more than three, and we become angry at not receiving free media if we receive fewer than three. Although we become, or at least I become, slightly angry when they exceed two hours. And on the Sunday night episode of the Bill Simmons podcast featuring Ryan Rosillo, it was a fairly clean intro. It was clean, except for, did you notice the part in the ad for StubHub where Bill forgot that Mean Girls was the show that his wife and daughter had seen? And I think mentioned another show and then was like, oh, actually, that wasn't the show. No, what he mentioned was To Kill a Mockingbird, right? Yeah. I recently used this for uh, To Kill a Mockingbird in New York City. Oh, no. I used it for Mean Girls in New York City, actually. You and our friend Berger have a conspiracy theory about this. You want to go ahead and uh, tell the listening audience? Here's the conspiracy theory. I don't think that Bill's family saw Mean Girls. (laughs) This is so fucking dumb. Saying it out loud, do you feel more silly? (laughs) I think that he was reading copy. Because if you'll recall, when he first mentioned this, as we pointed out, for some reason, he was very hesitant to announce the show that his daughter and wife had seen for fear that it would not be good. It didn't make any sense. Then later on, he says it was Mean Girls. Our friend Berger did point out, and I'm partial to this theory, he was reading copy and that he didn't know what show it was and he didn't know what to say, so he made up this stupid thing about how he didn't want to say it until they had seen it in case it wasn't good. Which really, regardless of the way you look at it, that is a stupid thing and makes no sense. Then this week, to bolster that theory, he forgets what the show was. He forgets that they saw Mean Girls. And by the way, he f***ing talks about Mean Girls all the time. That's all I have. I, I like the Matt. theory. I think maybe that his <laughs> his wife and daughter didn't see shit. Matt, I believe that Stanley Kubrick <laughs> faked a moon landing in a Hollywood studio, but this is beyond the pale. <laughs> First of all, why would he continue to lie in service of nothing? Because it's too late! So he's just prepared. He's like, I'm stuck in he's this. He's committed to the lie. This is absurd. <laughs> the second thing is, what do we know about Bill Simmons? Narcissistic, doesn't care about other people's stuff. Love to brag about his family going to see Hamilton. There's a precedent of his family going to see live theater. There's a precedent of him not knowing what's going on with his family and not caring about things that don't directly affect him. So the fact that they went to see live theater is sort of in keeping with the family goes to see live theater. And the fact that he doesn't remember what they went to see is in keeping with him not caring about people other than himself. I think the conspiracy theory falls a little bit flat. But it's also consistent with his narcissism because it goes like this. He f***ed up and he won't admit that he (laughs) f***ed up. (laughs) Pearl Jam did not appear. They did not. At three minutes and two seconds, (laughs) Tic Tac and Melatonin play. From Tic Tac and Melatonin. Oh yeah, here they are. I like that he did this. I thought it was great. I was actually disappointed that Pearl Jam closed out the episode 
and then he started the next episode with Pearl Jam. I was hoping to get some more Tic Tac and Melatonin. Yeah, I was pretty impressed with their... Uh, now, maybe Bill has hired some professional uh, studio to mix their stuff, but if they did that on their own, it's not bad, considering they're like 11. Also, though, isn't Pearl Jam paying to be the music? <laughs> I don't know. I kind of get the impression that they may license Pearl Jam's music. And I don't want to risk being struck by lightning here, but I thought the sound quality... <laughs> Don't do it, Chris. Don't do it. A little subpar. I don't think he probably hired anybody, which actually speaks more highly of their ability because it's just a couple of 11-year-olds <laughs> dicking around with the MacBook Pro. Not two grown men in an office. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, do you agree that Kawhi is the best player in the 76ers-Raptors playoff series? For two of the games he has been. For two, he is not. Who was Embiid for the other Joel two? Embiid for at least one. The thing about Joel Embiid is he's always sick or hurt. He's great. I mean, that uh, game two, he dominated. He was the best player on the floor. It wasn't close. Kawhi Leonard, very, very good. Might single-handedly win that series. There was a conversation about missed information or things that were, quote, between the radar at about 20 <laughs> minutes and six seconds. The between the radar stuff, if you read between the lines of the, of the way Kerr talks about the team. And 30 seconds later, another malapropism as someone talked about the need to refuel a battery. But if it doesn't happen this year, it's actually maybe a good thing I can refuel my batteries. Apparently, these batteries run on diesel. He starts a sentence, realizes he can't finish that sentence based on the words he has already said, and says, doesn't matter, I'm going to finish anyway. And then sounds like a dumb fuck. Kind of like the uh, Mean Girls conspiracy. <laughs> no, no. Who is he conspiring with in that one? It's not a group crime. It's a conspiracy. No, it's that my he's conspiracy. against the listeners and everyone? Possibly with Seeky? No. At 23 minutes and 40 seconds, Bill Simmons swallows. Even in that game five loss to the Clips, he just, it felt a little 2016 OKC-ish. How he was. At 27 minutes and 55 seconds, Ryan Russillo accurately advises Bill Simmons that he cannot believe Bill Simmons did not begin by discussing the Boston Celtics. Can't believe he didn't open with the Celtics. Russillo continues to swing through the fences. It's great. He's not a baby. He's a grown man. He's really giving it to Bill lately. Terrific segue because <laughs> 30 minutes and 45 seconds, the phrase heavy shot load is used. Heavy shot load. And shortly after that, aggro. It's a real aggro, angry series. Yes, the return of aggro. Now here's something that really bothers me and it's something I think Russillo should know better than, than to do. At 34 minutes and seven seconds, Ryan says with he. This separation thing with he and Curry. Matt, as I'm sure you know, with is a preposition. The object of a preposition should be the objective form of the pronoun, the object of the preposition. In this case, it should be with him. Instead, Ryan uses the subjective form, he, and says with he. With he and Curry. Chris's mom, English teacher. <laughs> Shortly thereafter was the most sensual and seductive condiment-related portion of any podcast I listened to, possibly in my entire life, as Bill Simmons unveils the Heinz Mayo promotion. Let's take a break to talk about Heinz mayonnaise. Foods made with Heinz mayonnaise won't just be the unforgettably creamy highlight of your week. Slather it onto a mouth-watering turkey club incorporated into your tuna salad. Mix it into a luscious garlic aioli. Layer it onto a thick cheddar cheeseburger. It's me hungry. Spread it onto a BLT. Whatever you want to do it. Hours later, you'll be telling everyone within earshot just how good it was. You know what I like to do with Heinz mayonnaise, Kyle? Put a little Dijon mustard with it. Mix it together. A little roast beef and cheddar. On a lettuce wrap. Nice. I like when the Heinz mayonnaise mixes with the Dijon mustard. I agree. That's, my roommate saw it in the fridge. Else. He asked me if I got a raise the other day. Oh, really? Yeah. 
And I said, no, they just sent me some nice must, uh, mayonnaise. It's delicious. Leave the boring old blah mayo on the shelf where it belongs. Try something new. Try unforgettably creamy Heinz mayonnaise. And the new Heinz mashups. Mayo chip, mayo cube, mayo must, and crunch. Holy mackerel. Check it out. Heinz Bay. I want to talk about the ads for a second. Do we think that Bill is getting more advertisers because the podcast is becoming more popular and therefore more people want to advertise? Or is this like the targeted ads aren't working as good, so they're sort of moving on to general... I mean, we have State Farm, Mayonnaise, Heinz Mayo feels like it's some sort of contract where they just have a bunch of different brands that they're going to read ads for and then the ad copy company sends them a bunch of stuff and they just read it i mean there's no way the heinz mayonnaise people are like you know what where we should advertise the bill simmons podcast those sports and pop culture people love mayo if you think the fact that you said working is good is going to pass by without notice (laughs) didn't even catch it almost immediately after (laughs) i called out ryan on his grammar faux pas you're sadly mistaken on the other hand, it does sound like Cousin Kyle is a huge fan of mayonnaise. Oh, yeah. Nephew Kyle. Apparently, mayonnaise is a symbol of affluence to Kyle's roommate because Kyle says that he has a bunch of mayonnaise in his fridge. I get that some uh, advertisers will send you their product. At least I assume this is the case. We'd love to find out. Uh, <laughs> you don't think Cousin <laughs> Kyle is simply being paid in things you put on the door to the refrigerator? You know, if you were advertising for like a security system, for instance, oh. I could see, like Simply Safe. Wow. I could see how they would send it to you and be like, isn't this great? People know what fucking mayonnaise tastes like. Yes. Like, you don't have to send me Heinz mayo for me to plug mayonnaise. I'm just going to be like, I like mayonnaise. It's delicious. Kyle's roommate apparently says to Kyle, hey, I noticed there's a lot of mayonnaise in the fridge. Did you get a raise? Yeah. Because if Kyle suddenly came into money, what he would do is buy a bunch of mayonnaise. That's My roommate saw it in the fridge. He asked me if I got a raise the other day. Oh, really? Yeah. And I said, no, they just sent me some nice must, uh, mayonnaise. At 36 minutes and 23 <laughs> seconds, Bill swallows twice, almost in succession. As good as we could have. There's a championship belt for the best guy, right? LeBron had that belt basically from, I think... In the ensuing conversation, Bill and Ryan discuss whether or not the NBA championship belt is Durant's. This has always been a favorite concept of mine from Bill Simmons. The idea that someone is the championship belt holder for whatever specific discipline we're talking about. It might be the number one movie star. It might be the number one player in a specific sport. And he distinguishes, I think, very well between the most valuable player and the person who would hold the championship belt. I thought this was a fun conversation. I liked it. 37 minutes and 29 seconds. Bill Simmons swallows. Before him, it was Shaq from that 99 to 2000 season through the third title. He also swallows at 51 minutes and 25 seconds. Fouled or whatever. And the replay shows he was full of shit. And then at 52 minutes, Ryan says, like he. Guys like he and Chris Paul are like, man, everybody's out to get me. I think it should be like him. We'll let the listeners decide. Or in this case, listener. At 53 minutes and 30 seconds, there's an ad for Roman, which is dong pills. (laughs) Now, you may not know this, Matt, but I know this. I'm a worldly person. I, I did not go to the London Olympics in 2012, as our podfather loves to remind us he and his family did. But I am aware that in England, tackle can be vernacular for a man's dick and balls. So the fact that the Roman ad, which is about dong and their bars, uses the phrase tough to tackle. Edie can be tough to tackle. 
I have to wonder if that was conscious choice on the part of the promo writers or inadvertent. Matt, you're shaking your head. I think it was not conscious. 60 seconds later, Bill suggests that the coach's signal to his players to foul to stop the clock is like jerking off his arm. Or just like you grab your arm, like you're jerking your arm off. And I just can't help but wonder if that was subconscious marketing for Roman's dong pills. When they're talking about pop, and I feel like we need to point this out because Bill often gives himself credit when he um, correctly predicts a thing in the NBA. And also, I would note that many months ago, Bill said that the Knicks were for sale, met with fervent denial by James Dolan uh, and the Knicks. Haven't heard anything about that since. He really hints that Bill Self, who is the head coach of Kansas, is going to get the Spurs job. Really, really hints. And Ryan kind of is like, are you making a prediction? Is this a thing? Like, do you know something? The implication is always when Bill says it, he has some source. Because I do think he's relatively plugged in. And Ryan hints at this. And he says, he, he's like very coy. Oh, I don't know. I'm just saying. The next day, Greg Popovich signed an extension. I just want to point that out. At 58 minutes and 44 seconds, Bill Simmons swallows. Not Pop's fault, but here's the point. At one hour, one minute, and 30 seconds, Derek White, who was the possible breakout rookie from the Spurs playoff campaign, although after one or two decent games, he regressed somewhat, is a topic of conversation and is lauded for being, quote, miles through what people thought he would be. Miles through what people thought he would be. I think they might be thinking of the phrase miles beyond. Maybe they were talking about digging some sort of tunnel. That's the only thing I could think of was a John Henry reference. <laughs> At one hour, 19 minutes and 33 seconds, Bill Simmons swallows. I think Portland should be favored in that series, even though they don't have home court. From what we saw from the Nuggets in that game seven. At one hour, 20 minutes and 45 seconds, Bill attempts to use the phrase, butter your bread. And I think finally ends up getting it right. The guys you really, the bread you butter, butter your bread guys. Either way. Butter bread, butter, butter bread. It's 11 o'clock now at night. I'm tired. At one hour, 23 minutes and 30 seconds, here is Bill Simmons' laugh about Al Horford appearing in more than 100 playoff games. And Horford's been in like <laughs> over 100 playoff games at this point. Let's hear that one more time. At horror speed. <laughs> what Bill does at 1 hour, 28 minutes, and 35 seconds in an attempt to mock people who take issue with him is speak English. What he fails to do is speak English. People are like, yeah, is, we, 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 now it's all good. What, what do you got to say now? And it's like, what he ends up doing is winning the Joe Blue Can't Speak English Award of the Week. So should, 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 should. Two weeks in a row. Man, I have a funny feeling he's going to always win this award. We should consider renaming it after Bill. At one hour, 39 minutes and 10 seconds, Bill Simmons calls out Ryan for texting while podcasting. You're texting. I had to. This is great because Bill's producer is just never paying attention. And Bill is mad that Ryan is texting during the podcast. Also, Ryan says, I had to. I had to. But then there's never <laughs> any follow-up. This is about the time of the podcast where Bill is once again confronted with the movie 300 versus the band 311. Which turned out to be a lot like the movie 311. The thing I like most about this uh, exchange is that it seems to me Bill said this while they were watching Game of Thrones and incorrectly referred to the movie 300 as 311. It then seems as if Ryan did not correct Bill in the moment, but rather saved it for the podcast so he could shame him. Well done, Ryan. Well done. 
This is a spoiler alert. If you have not seen episode three of season eight of Game of Thrones, you should stop listening. All right, good? Because I'm not going to f*** you the way the ringer f***ed me. At one hour, 59 minutes and 27 seconds, Bill seems to think that Arya kills a major character using two knives. He discusses an other knife. Made it seem like she had the, the, the knife high, but then she had the other one low. Got him with the dragon glass. He clearly just didn't see what happened. I went back and watched it again. I didn't think it was confusing. It was clear what happened. She dropped the knife. She caught it in her other hand. She stabbed the dude. Which is something she's done before. It's like he wasn't watching. And then somebody told him what happened. At two hours, four minutes, and 30 seconds, Bill discusses something he's heard bandied around. Ryan correctly points out the phrase is bandied about. I've heard that. I've seen this bandied around. If I think it's bandied about. Bandied about. On the second podcast of the week with Jackie McMullen and then with Brian Kenny, I was hopelessly bored. I think Jackie McMullen is great. She's fascinating. She has some interesting stories. Brian Kenny, he seems fine. His interests are boxing and baseball, which do not align with my interests, which do not include boxing or baseball. I agree. I like Jackie McMillan. I thought she had some good stories, especially the boxing. Bill presumably knows the numbers better than we do. Are there that many people who care about boxing? Well, here's the real issue that I have, Matt. And it's really an actual ombudsman issue. Brian Kenny is appearing on the podcast to promote the fight between Daniel Jacobs and Canelo Alvarez, which was on the zone which is a sponsor of the Bill Simmons podcast. Correct. But that's never referenced. Nope. Which I think is actually kind of fundamentally concerning. It's deceptive. He should be advising the listeners that he does have stake in this game. Yeah. But it's not the only time that happened. There was a story written by Brian Curtis on The Ringer last week about darts and the rise in popularity of the English Premier Dart League, or something like that. I can't remember what it's called. And at one point, and only one point, Curtis references the fact that you can watch these dart matches on DAZN. Again, nowhere in the article does Curtis make mention of the fact that DAZN has some sort of financial partnership with The Ringer. And in fact, it's not mentioned anywhere on the story page. It's not listed as a sponsor at the, at the header. It's not listed as a disclaimer. It's nowhere on there. So it's apparently pure content for content's sake. But we know in our history of the site and the site's partnerships that that's not just what it is. And so I think that is, again, deceptive. Brian Curtis appears to be somewhat of a honcho at the site. I think he's an editor-at-large or something like that. This is kind of Journalism 101, where you should be responsible enough to disclose these things. I was going to say, I, I don't know much about journalism ethics, but it seems like this is the kind of thing that people get mad about. Yeah, and they should be. And it's the kind of thing an editor in particular should be careful about, because what you don't want to do is appear to be selling your content off. I will say this, for a boring podcast, Bill starts out the second podcast of the week absolutely on fire. He has two swallows within the first 20 seconds. He then talks about Daniel Jacobs versus Canelo Alvarez, as opposed to versus. He's been talking about how people have been waiting this one for a while, leaving out the word for. He then is unable to correctly say that he will be talking to Brian Kenny, and then corrects himself. Today's episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast is brought to you by DAZN. Don't forget about Canelo Alvarez versus Daniel Jacobs this weekend, Saturday, champion versus champion, live from Las Vegas. People have been waiting this one for a while. They're unifying all 27 middleweight belts. We're going to be talking about Brian Ken to Brian Kenny with about this. One of the reasons we started this podcast was to point out Bill's unwillingness to simply re-record portions of his podcast he could easily have just said you know what kyle delete that shit yes that i just spouted into the microphone and we'll start over again where i don't swallow several times where i don't fail to say the word versus correctly and where i don't properly introduce one of my guests but instead he decides that all changes roll with it baby just play it
He also says, the ringer is having the best month of our life, literally and figuratively. What does that mean? I also noticed this, Matt, when you pointed it out to me. <laughs> I think what it means is he's having the best financial and traffic month of his tenure, whatever it is. So that's the literal portion? Yeah, I don't know what the figure. What's the figurative? How does how are they figuratively having the best month Did of their life? Did they win life? awards? I know Danny <laughs> Chow is uh, up for a beard, which is to be announced tonight. I don't know what the figurative point is. I think it's just his hyperbolic approach yes. to self-promotion. It's like he couldn't figure out if it was literal or figurative, so he was just like, it's just both. Yes. <laughs> I love it when he decides that he's going to end a list by saying, and things like that. The implication that he's making is, I have other things that I could also say, but I'm not choosing to do so. But I don't know that he actually does. He just makes it seem like a more impressive list. At 22 minutes and 30 seconds, Jackie and Bill discuss the famous story about Larry Bird and Bill Lambeer and making the all-star team. It was the famous story about Bird getting on the, you know, asking. The Lambeer. Yeah, did yeah. he make the all-star team, that famous story. They both seem to indicate that they know the story, and that's it. You know this story? <laughs> Never heard this story. Don't know anything about it. I would love to know this story. It sounds interesting. It sounds like the kind of story that two journalists, or one journalist and one person who operates in the media landscape, <laughs> would share on a podcast, but they choose not to. Yes. There was a lot of, especially in the beginning, talking over each other in this one again. I don't understand why Bill is unable to, if they talk over each other, just say, hold on, let's say that again. Once again, back to our original point. At 31 minutes and 25 seconds, Bill essentially blames, though in a good-natured way, Jackie for Carl Malone's NBA MVP. After that award was given, of course, Michael Jordan famously torched Malone's Utah Jazz. Bill basically blames Jordan's superlative performance on the Carl Malone MVP and says it was like giving MJ red meat. It was like giving him red meat to just wave over him. It was like giving meat to MJ. It was like yeah. giving him red meat to just wave over him. Because apparently Michael Jordan really loves red meat. Not only does he like it, he likes it so much that if you wave it over him, <laughs> it will incentivize him to do better at things. Bill has a long history of not understanding how food works. <laughs> does he think that red meat somehow functions like the terrible towels at the Pittsburgh Steelers football games? Yes. If you wave it, it will spray hemoglobin everywhere and then people will get excited. Michael Jordan then very fired up <laughs> as a result of the rotating muscle. At 41 minutes and 30 seconds, Bill swallows. You know, but was he wasn't a top five guy. At 48 minutes, Bill discusses the requirements necessary to be on TV. You must have a face. Do you know how easy it is to be on TV? You need a face. Bill's face kept him on TV for 17 episodes. Was the point he was making, you have to have, it, I mean, obviously it wasn't you have to have a face, just that, because then almost all of the human population eligible is the point you have to have like a, a face that people know or a face that people like no i think he's saying that the only thing you need to have on tv is to appear to be a human i really do think that's what he means well that's dumb and also self-insulting now i'm jumping ahead to one hour 33 minutes and two seconds when bill discusses a queer move it was weirdly a great queer move he means career move yeah. he says queer move he doesn't bother to correct himself. Seems like that was one they should have corrected. At one hour, 44 minutes and 40 seconds, Bill may get five full swallows in. That's five swallows in a row. As long as I've been keeping track, I do not recall Bill getting five swallows in. No, it's an incredible amount. One is average. Two is not unheard of. Three is banner. I think he gets in five. Count along with me. Pitchers now becomes... There's one. Becomes a disadvantage next season. Two? Especially if you win. Um... 
especially if you win and you try to keep the exact same team together, all of a sudden you have a couple of disadvantages. Three. Disadvantages. I was confused. The number for them was really low heading into the year. Lower than I thought it was going to be. Four. It was going to be for their win-loss total and stuff like that. And then Pakoda came out and I think had them in 89 wins. Was that five, Matt? That was five. And you got to give the devil his due. I did like when Bill asks Brian Kenny the most disgusting thing ever to hit him while he's sitting courtside. And I feel like Brian really soft sells the fact that, well, yeah, you do get some blood and spit on you and probably some sweat. What would be the <laughs> more disgusting thing? A mouth guard? A tooth? Feces. Yeah, Seems like that's unlikely, though. Or urine? Yeah. What else could you be hit with realistically? Or even like unrealistically? I mean, the most unrealistic thing would be feces or, or urine, but I think it's, it's unlikely. <laughs> Matt, you must have been killing it in like eighth grade health class when the teacher would use the word penis and everybody else would be giggling and you would just sit there stone-faced like, what are these children talking about? The scientific term is penis and that's fine by me. At one hour, 54 minutes and 45 seconds, Bill really sits on the word true. You were one of the true, true diehard sports fans that I know. And at one hour, 55 minutes and 32 seconds, what could be the thesis for Bill Simmons' career summed up in one succinct sentence. Bill advises Brian Kenny that Bill will be at at least one of the two big June boxing matches and Brian will be able to see Bill in action. Yeah, I'm going to be at one of those. Yeah, you'll see you'll see me in action. The action is apparently being present <laughs> at a sporting event and looking at the sporting event as the sporting event occurs. Great job, Bill. There's a ZipRecruiter ad where Bill says that he thinks he has a high sports IQ. Shock. <laughs> uh, also, Bill, this is, was a little confusing to me. I, I don't want to give him too much of a hard time because I'm not sure what he means. But Bill, of course, uh, feels the need to tell uh, Brian Kenny that he had Sugar Ray Leonard on his pot. Because Bill, Seven years ago. Right, because Bill will always remind his guest that he had somebody great that that person may like on his pot. But the way he says is, Sugar Ray is one of his guys. Because now we have no- learned over the past few weeks that Bill really loves McEnroe, yes. Nicholas, yep. Woods, and Sugar Ray Leonard, possibly one, maybe the greatest boxer ever, if not certainly up, pound for pound, certainly up there. Does Bill just love the best guy in every sport? He is such a front runner. I think what's really going on is Bill doesn't pay much attention to golf. Bill doesn't pay much attention to tennis. Bill doesn't pay much attention to uh, boxing. So he just likes the best guy because those are the guys he knows. In the third episode of the week, at 3 minutes and 18 seconds, Pearl Jam. At 4 minutes and 15 seconds, the first of many examples of a background cough. Game two, sort of refreshing, wasn't it? It's my understanding that typically audio professionals have what's called a cough button. So that way when you're not on the mic and someone else is on the mic, your audio can be muted and so you can cough. The problem is in a podcast studio like Bill's, you are not separated and your audio track is not separated from your guests. Therefore, even if you have a mute button, you can still be heard coughing in the background, which Bill does throughout. And I'm sure as much as the five or maybe six listeners of this podcast love the times when I isolate things he finds delicious or his swallows. I did not go through for the background coughs, except for this one at four minutes and 15 seconds. (laughs) At 24 minutes, Bill Simmons swallows. The worst thing you can do is make it seem like... At 27 minutes and 30 seconds, Bill swallows during an ad. The all-new BMW 3 Series is available with state-of-the-art technology. And during the same ad, at 20 minutes and 10 seconds, he says the word gesture instead of gesture. And then, as you would expect, corrects himself and remarks on his inability to say (laughs) gesture. Completely redesigned interior 
with gesture, gesture control, gesture, gesture. The thing is, this is an ad. It's an ad read that he could re-record for free. And I get the impression that most of these ads, they record separately and then put them in. Which means he just said, fine, good enough. <laughs> Don't really care about the product enough to say the word gesture correctly. At 37 minutes and 40 seconds. It's in the MVP. He had, he had, uh, Bill Simmons swallowed some more. At one hour, 10 minutes and 50 seconds, I thought we were about to hear an emotional Bill Simmons as he discusses the birthday of his daughter who just turned 14. You know, what's funny when you, when, when you have a kid, I'm just going to tell a quick story about childbirth. But actually what he was not doing was getting emotional. He was just talking about himself and his need for Starbucks. My wife has had two kids. I have freaked out and panicked both times she's gone into labor. If I had chosen to stop for anything between my front door and the hospital, I would have felt like an asshole. <laughs> you would have been one. <laughs> At one hour, 19 minutes and 25 seconds, Bill is talking to Shay Serrano about a movie that Bill's kid, Ben, has seen that made him so terrified he refuses to take bathtubs. Because he now refuses to take bathtubs. <laughs> Where's so, he taking them? <laughs> and where had he been taking them? There are two things to talk about this. One, just terrible talking by Bill. Also, Jesus, Bill, do you just let your kids watch whatever they want? Yes. Like, look, I am all for free-range parenting. Every parent is different. You raise your kid the way you want to. I'll raise my kids the way I want to. But God damn. I mean, this kid is going to grow up to be a psychopath. I can't believe we haven't heard stories about the kid getting caught watching porn. Right before this, there's, when they're still talking about basketball, before they're talking about movies, Bill asked Shea Serrano, who is a huge Spurs fan, he asked Shea if he was surprised about Pop getting re-upped. And Shea says, no, he wasn't surprised at all. He expected it. And he gives his reasoning is basically like, well, he's going to coach the 2020 Olympic team. So why wouldn't he? He's going to have to coach for that. So you might as well continue to coach and then retire after that. Bill, who earlier this week was talking about how he was basically implying that he was that Pop was going to leave and that Bill Self was going to get that job, doesn't call, like, doesn't want to argue with him at all. It's like, Bill, you recognize that you're on the record as at least believing that Pop wasn't going to get the job. Bill just chooses to be willfully ignorant of his being incorrect three days ago. Why doesn't he just say, you know, I really, I had heard Bill Self was going to get the job. I'm kind of surprised he didn't. No, he doesn't want to talk about how he was wrong. Yeah, or, or he wouldn't even have to say, I heard he was getting the job. He could say something along the lines of, I was really convinced he was getting the job. Yeah. Nope. Don't get it. Speaking of Bill's predictions, at one hour, 27 minutes, Bill has a prediction about the third season of Karate Kid on YouTube. Cobra Kai. Which Bill thinks is really good. But I think this is a really good prediction. Matt, before we leave, here's a quick rundown of all the things Bill thought were delicious in the last week. TJ McConnell trying to dunk on Giannis. And I'm like, no, nah, that's not going to work. Mike Tyson in his prime. Mm. Um, mm. You know, how's Patrick Corbin throwing? Or mm. hey, it's the f- if you just didn't do that stuff, mm. never, you would never lose a game. Draymond has completely erased Clint Capella in the, the beginning of this series. And mm. he gave his pound of flesh a little bit. You know, like he's, mm. he's say hypothetically one closer to where I live. Mm. And I may be it's sort of like Tristan Thompson. Like mm. that was. A- and just let him be all the way dark. Mm. And we didn't get there. My name is Chris. And I'm Matt. This is the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast. Mix it together on a lettuce wrap. Nice.